This week, bloggers versus rich people, who do you choose? And outrage in India over a temple mount, if you will. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Hello and welcome to another rousing, riveting edition of the Fake Outrage Report. My name is Phil Causey, coming to you from rural white Connecticut. And with me, as always, in uh, extremely densely populated and diverse Williamsburg, New York City, Sandeep Sen. Hello. Uh, well, the diversity is uh, is not see- seeable right now. We're in the second wave. Uh, I was going to go home to Chicago to my parents, and then we ta- mm-hmm. talked to my parents, and you know they're just seeing on TV nonstop. You're not supposed to travel. Don't travel. So yeah, uh, I am. I we decided to cancel that and be responsible. Well, you don't do Thanksgiving anyway, right? You're not a big holiday guy in your family to begin with. Well, we don't have like a Thanksgiving where it's traditionally associated with the big dinner and stuff because. It, it, where I'm from in India, it's they're vegetarian, so it's it's just not as fun. One one uh, really big tofu, there's no whatever. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I definitely... I just they just make the same Indian food, and so it's not like you everyone gets together and it's a big deal. But oh, so you still have... do the gluttony? You don't? So you don't do the, the gluttony thing? Like you don't just make an extra big thing of lentils? Like to try to fit in in America? <laughs> like uh... because you don't have the gluttony things, it's not. You're, but everyone, you know, it's a holiday, so you do like try to. I I like to just stay at home and. and oh, because you you guys we talked about this with a J about a month and a half ago where you, uh, you, they do body shaming in India a lot. They're, they're down with the body shaming. Oh yeah. You can totally like, it's totally normal for like your uncles and stuff. Like, Oh, you gained some weight or, you know, or, but they'll also say backhanded things like you look very healthy or, or filled out, which, all, filled which out. Are, all means different words for, you your, know, you know, it's funny. Back. I wrote a joke. And I don't think I'll ever be able to use this on stage because I'll be called a racist because I'm a straight white guy. But I wrote a joke that only you and other Indians would get. Where because you remember how he was used to ask me why I like dating Indian girls? I finally have an answer, and it's that I don't have to body shame them. Their parents will do it for me. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Oh, another another that's... good thing. <laughs> another thing with the that's nice about male dominant cultures, and I'm not saying this is right, but it I, I do miss it. Is that in India, if you're a little like chubby or chunky as a man, it's like good. Like they're like, oh, you, f- you they or, like show status, like you can afford food, like that kind of situation. I guess. But I mean, yeah. But so it's totally cool to be like have a lot of extra pounds as a man. Um, so they'll like be like, oh, you filled out or you're looking you're looking healthy. But they mean it in a good way for the men. And a bad way for the women. And now. Yeah, as it should be. Standards. Um, well, now the standards are changing where everyone has to be. Yeah. And. Uh, but I, I like the good old day. I, you know what? I used to like, I, I, we're at the, we're, I'm in the Brahmin caste and, um, in my lifetime, basically there used to be a caste system where I would have been at the top, I suppose. And mm-hmm. I could have been fat and still gotten like a trophy wife because I <laughs> have a medical degree. And I just feel like it's all going away from me. I, I, I don't know what it would have been like in the caste system when it was full blown to be, but I imagine it would just be like TSA pre-check all the time. Like just dinner straight <laughs> to the front of the line. Fucking no wait, no waiting for tickets to the movies, baseball, Super Bowl tickets. Yeah, dude. Brahmin, you go to you know, play now sports, you get it, you get the you get, you know. Oh my god. You know, that is a up. perfect segue to introduce our guest. Speaking of trophy wives, welcome back to the show, <laughs> Caitlin Bailey. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> One of my Man, favorite people. Um I think this is like your third time, or maybe second. I think it's at least your third time on the show with us. Um I have no idea. I know. I, yes, I know. We, we recorded from your bedroom in the village one time years ago. 
Um, but you're not in the village right now, actually. We're we're no, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, I um I have been so my my husband and I, uh, which is a weird sentence that I'm still getting <laughs> used to saying, but my my husband and I yeah. uh have been at my parents' lake house uh in North Carolina in Macon, North Carolina since March. And um that is I very started, Caucasian. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Um and to add insult to injury. I'm doing the dumb white city girl thing. I've been feeding the wild animals dog food for like two months now. And so oh my God. Uh, they come, Have you been putting it on Instagram at least window. twice a day? No, 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 no. no I just did one okay. compilation because I am ashamed because I know that it's bad <laughs> for the environment. But it's like I'm hurting the animals. This is ve- it's very selfish. It's my own amusement. I'm disrupting the wildlife. That's of, interesting. Of, of, in the Northeast, but, we look at it differently. It's a man-made lake. Hmm? Well, in the north, when all the plants and shit die in the winter, it's we we're like, oh no, it's fine to put out food for the animals because, like, you know, it's food for the animals. All the trees are dead, and all the like the berry bushes and all the shit's dead, so it's okay. Right. I I, I don't know the. I feel like we've fucked so hard with the environment, like we're killing God knows how many. You know, there are power boats and all sorts of shit. Like it, yeah. You know, like I said, it's a man-made lake. You know, we've we've been fucking with the environment. They seem to at least like this part, and it well, brings us. Animals do like joy. water, human or otherwise. Yeah. Um, speaking of fucking hard, uh, <laughs> let's talk totally. about. Let's talk about your project now. This is a, a project I know you started years ago. I think you maybe went away from it a little bit. But now you're back. Um, yes. This is something called the oldest profession, which the of course, oldest profession. Yes, um, and I'm going to say this which the only way I think I can. Definitely hunting. <laughs> Yeah. Um talking about horrors, people. If you want to yeah, hear Yeah, sex work. If you want to hear about horror stories, Caitlin Bailey does a show called The Oldest Profession. Um you, you, actually no, you should talk about it because I, I don't know it's what it's just about it's that. mostly me lecturing. It's like if you love history with like a little bit of spiciness, yeah. you're gonna love the oldest profession podcast. But no, I uh, I started I started the podcast in 2017 uh mm-hmm. with Wendy Starling, who is another very funny uh old pro comic. And we we started from a place of of just rage. Like I kept getting, I kept, I was so bothered by being told that as like a uh, you were just talking about being a member of the dominant class, uh, so deep like being a white, uh, well educated um, woman who had done sex work was like such an anomaly. And I was like, no, 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 no. There are thousands of us in every generation for as long back as you can look. And of course that's true, right? Like sex workers have been an integral part of every society ever, anywhere that you look. Sex work is older than money. And we've been written out of the story, which I think is really interesting, especially looking at this from a feminist lens, because for huge swaths of uh, Western his- you know, history um, and human history, the only women who were able to actively participate in public life were public women or prostitutes or sex workers uh, or courtesans. Um, yeah, and that's yeah, and so we've been mm-hmm. you like you guys right. were, we've were, been were ripped from the top of society from being like a sort of local celebrity level to being like considered literally like underbelly. You were yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, L- literally temple priestesses, like the temples of Ishtar, right? The foundations of civilization are built with sex energy. And they need to bring that back because that would just be convenient. You go to church, you get your, your prostitute, and then immediately you walk to the next room, do your confession, boom, one-stop shop. 
Wait, wait, back up. Go. Where's what do you wait? Wait, what's all this coming from? Well, uh, explain it to me. What is what? What's the connection with temples and sex? Male so, horniness. Yeah. So back before <laughs> the Abrahamic religions, right? So the, the the story of Adam and Eve is the first sort of like male centered creation story. Every older creation centers a womb, right? Like a woman who who births. That's what. That's what most creation stories are. When you go back to, uh, you know, the Hittite culture or, uh, you know, ancient Babylon. And in ancient Babylon, the major, the top of the pecking order was the queen of heaven, uh, Ishtar, who was the goddess of both love and also war. And her mythology is born a virgin every morning and she went to bed a whore every night. And within her temples housed prostitutes. Uh, that sort of in exchange for a donation to the temple, you engaged in ritualistic, uh, possibly like tantric sex. Uh, oh, it's part of the ritual, honey. It's fact, part of the ritual. It, it, no, it's, it's not a sex ritual, thing. Right, it's, it's part of the ritual. It's, I have well, to people for, 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 for the Sunday. god of uh, but, whatever. But back in the That's day, like, literally, yeah, oh, like, I gotta go to church on Sunday. But okay, this this is this is real shit. In order to rule, in order to be king. Right, so the, the the fertility temples would bring together sort of the, the king of the shepherds with the like uh, priestess who is representing like the the goddess, right, the fertility goddess, right. Uh, and so, in order to rule, the shepherd or ki- the the king engage in you know in some cultures it's the dance, in some cultures it's real full penetrative fucking actual sex, in other cultures it's a shrouded in mystery. Uh, but like the, the representative of the king of the shepherds would have to engage in some kind of ritualistic sex with the priestess, temple priestess. Otherwise, it's just being disrespectful. Well, if he didn't if, make her come hard enough, then he didn't get to be king anymore. You know, I yeah, I'm all for that standard. Let's go. I mean, looking at this past election, like there are worse ways to pick rulers, right? Like Trump <laughs> never made a woman come in his whole fucking life. Trump is a dude that is, if he ever accidentally made a woman wet, he'd be like, ew, slimy. Like that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And by the way, I want to say on the website for the oldest profession, the front page has a big old picture of Melania Trump. And I think that is fucking hilarious because I know that that's, that's a little, uh, that's a little bit of a knife twisting situation there. Uh, I'm a big fan. It was fan definitely of- a fun episode to record. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Fletcher and I got super drunk. <laughs> That that's the way to do it. Um. Anyway, so if people want to check us out, it's is it the oldestprofession.com or just oldestprofession or how what's the oldestprofessionpodcast.com and you can right. yeah you can search for the oldest profession like wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, they, and they, it's a great and website. It, I uh, we should do that here, nice. Sandeep. <laughs> I don't know if we should you know we should try maybe a little harder at some point. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> definitely if you like hearing uh, the history of sex work, um, that would be you know that, that's an interesting thing. Check it out. So let's get to um, our outrage this week. Um, we were talking about the, the the upper crust of society, or two, which is what you know, uh, sex work used to be. And today we're going to talk about the upper crust of society in the air. Okay, we have, we've had a lot of airline-based stories that we've done. Uh, this one is kind of uh, does have to do with the class war a little bit, though. This is kind of interesting. So there's a new trend apparently happening with travel bloggers, <laughs> which. Uh, I guess that's a job now. If you have enough Instagram followers, you can take pictures and people will pay you to travel. Hey, good for those people getting paid. There's a new trend 
happening apparently in business class and first class called slammer time, which is when people go on the planes and we all know when you fly, when, 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 when you're poor like me and you have to walk through the rich people section to get to your seat in the very back of the plane, um, people are sipping champagne. And so there's a new thing where some of the people that are in there, now they get their champagne and rather than sip it, they slam it. Hence the, the name slammer time or chug it, depending on what slang you use. And apparently people who, you know, the people who were there first in, in these classes of the plane, they're mad and they think it's disrespectful and they think it's inappropriate. Sandeep, what do you think about this? Because your guy, you and I are opposites when it comes to flying. Because I know you usually fly business class. Uh, I don't. I've never in my life been What are you ever. talking about? <laughs> Where did that come from? I'm pretty well, sure you have. We've class. talked about it on this show before how how fun you think it is to sit there and sip champagne oh, as I the peasants walk to the back. Class. And yeah. it's great. But uh, <laughs> it's not like that's a normal thing for me. I get like, you know, sometimes the, the sun has shone down on me. Uh, okay. And uh, the, the stars have aligned and I got to fly business class. Okay. Actually, yeah, what am I saying? The Indian cheapness does take over sometimes, right? Because it'll be $71 less. And uh, oh, so I mean, to- it's not, for, I mean, domestic, it's not even worth it. It's just, it's a little bigger chair. And, you know, I do, I do well, stuff like Chicago the- a lot too, right? That's like an, an hour flight or something ridiculous. Okay, I check the seats, you know, and I try to like make sure that I just try to find an empty row or mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I deliberately board last so I can get first dibs on any. Uh, on any like two seats together that are empty. Uh, well, you don't I, do assigned seating. I do, but then if you board last, like you just wait till the end, mm-hmm. then you can like you can quickly scan to see if there if someone's sitting mm-hmm. next to you in your seat or if there's other seats that are. Oh, there. okay. So uh, that, that's a trick. I mean, I you can choose your seat up like to the that. second before you board. By the way, with most apps now, but that's a different thing. So, oh, see, man, I missed. I misjudged your Brahmin class there, Sandeep, because I just, I was going to ask you. No, see if had the caste system been, you know, still recognized, which, you know, <laughs> clearly it should be. I probably would have gotten business class. Another, yet another benefit. I never no. understood why boarding the plane was a perk. But now that you explained the alcohol, that makes way all the way more sense. Yes, indeed. No, so let yeah. me ask you, Sandeep, as a as a representative of the Brahmin class, you sat down in your your cushy wide chair, okay, and some guy that looked like me with the bushy hair and you know ripped blue jeans uh, sat next to you, grabbed the champagne, was like, "What's up, bro?" and fucking just chugged it. Would that make you uncomfortable, or would you just kind of brush it off? See, I didn't understand the premise of this story. I, I, I that's why I was very confused. Phil and I were talking about this story. I don't, I don't think anyone gives a shit what you do in a. I've never seen anyone care about what someone else is doing in the plane. Everyone just oh no, they do. They absolutely do. They have their headphones. They're watching the in-flight entertainment. No one's mindful of people chugging. Yeah, the only person I've ever seen get upset about this is Bill Burr and what people do with their feet. Like that, <laughs> you know. Which is definitely a valid complaint. But see, the thing with oh, this was it. I, in the story, were people actually getting angry at the slammer time? Yeah. They, so there, so there's a few travel bloggers who shared like DMs they got. Um, and a lot of them were saying they get, they'd get weird looks from the other people in the, uh, the first or business class when they did the slammer time. Oh, they uh, gave and, me and so, a weird look. Oh, yeah, the, oh, the humanity, well, these poor travel the, the bloggers. The look of like, oh, this peasant, he just got upgraded today. It's his first time. He's not supposed to be here with us, you know, that that type of thing. And one guy actually shared a picture of a DM that he got from some guy on Instagram saying, like, drinking your champagne that way is disrespectful to the winemakers. 
<laughs> which I found to be fucking silly, but that's I mean, fantastic. That's a uh, oh man, look at that guy standing up for craft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, sticking up for the fucking corporate conglomerate that mass produced the champagne to put on your your shitty flight. Uh, I I think this really is a situation of of the what would be the American Brahmin class just looking down at everybody else like, oh, look at the poas. They don't know how to behave in public. You know, it is that type of situation. And I I kind of know where they're coming from a little bit because I've spent most of my adult life working in uh, like luxury hospitality. So I know I know how like like a good amount about that stuff. And I will say as somebody who works in that environment, it is super annoying when somebody who doesn't know how to act shows up at a five-star hotel. Like it's really fucking knowing. And so I kind of understand um, their frustration because, you know, I think that's part of the reason why you spend triple on your, your, or sometimes more on your plane ticket is so you don't have to be with the pores. (laughs) You know what I mean? Here's the thing. I think these guys, I don't think these guys are, I don't think whatever looks they're getting are from them slamming champagne. I think they're making a big spectacle out of themselves. Mm-hmm. These, like, they're doing some <laughs> millennial shit, like fucking elbowing the, the person next to him, getting into their space when they're like, well, when they're setting up their phones to record slammer time. Right. And they're just yeah, being they're probably annoying. trying to film themselves slamming champagne. Right. Like, well, yeah, they're yeah, definitely the filming here. themselves. I feel yeah. like this, they're doing something and then they're blaming it on slammer time. But no, if you did, I, I, I really don't feel like people care what anyone I've the few times I've been in business class. It's just regular people people like get upgrades from work. And it's not like some rich elite people are in business class and no one's dressed nicely. Like people used to be dressed nicely in planes the, from what I understand. And you know, no people one's with doing actual it's, it's money. The have their own planes. That? Yeah, that's true. The people with actual money have right. Their, if you, yeah, that's actually a good point. It's like, what are these people trying to prove that like you're, you're, you're like the, the, you have the biggest dick on the the plane with poor people. You know what I mean? Like, what are you trying to, uh, what's everyone trying to prove? Like I've got slightly more money than everyone else here. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the reasonable rationale I hear is it's the only way that I can work that like, it's like, I, I have enough elbow room to like get my laptop off and like do yeah. a thing and like, and I can, mm-hmm. and I can work and I, and I pay the money for the whatever. And, and, they these are folks that are like it's it's worth the eight hundred dollars ticket for me to be able to produce during these hours. Yeah, the, or your business like your work is paying for the you're on a business trip. trip. Yeah, you can right. expense that shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. The damn right the boss is gonna pay for me to chug champagne. But you asked about the spectacle of it, Sandeep. I think part of it is the fact that this sounds like to me is a thing that's evolved over time where they would get on the plane. They just kind of drink it fast, whatever they didn't care. And people would look at them. And so now it seems like it's starting to sound like, like an antagonistic thing where they get on the plane. If somebody looks at them funny, cause they're not dressed, you know, up to pa for, to sit in our class, they'll look at them and fucking make eyes and chug it just to like, kind of piss them off a little, which I kind of like that. I think that's hilarious. I just, the the idea that the people in business class have this have that accent I, have I, just wanna, ad, like, I just still speaking, think it's a real yeah speaking as a whore I I will just tell you <laughs> that like yeah that's not a thing there's some girl in her twenties curled up in her pajama every business class section that's on true. every plane usually like, it's you right fine I yeah I mean it's <laughs> been me enough to know that not that many people give a shit like. <laughs> Yeah, this is not, uh, yeah. I mean, rich people are, eat the rich, right? For sure, right? Like, fuck, fuck them. But 
uh, this is in one of the reasons. I don't think criminalizing dirty looks is a place that any comedian or poor person or like radical that's not a hill to die on. Y'all. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with you here. And this is a little bit of like the maybe new money versus old money kind of situation. Um, and and the, the amount of people that actually are upset about this probably is in or, line with where the wealth is. It probably is like 1% of the people. No one yeah. else gives a shit. Right. Um, so yeah, for that, for all those reasons, I think this one is definitely fake outrage. Um, Wait, who's when we say real outrage or fake outrage, from what perspective are we... Um, oh, the are rich people the perspective. Rich I'm saying, yeah, the people who are outraged at other people drinking alcohol too quickly in front of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there are a half a dozen crazy people that have feelings about this, but like, it doesn't matter. I, I think inter- like worldwide, what, what's an actual number? Like, it's probably like like under 5,000 people, maybe under 1,000, like worldwide. Like, this can't be no, a big... Cause, no, because this is exactly the kind of thing that like some fucking like sexually repressed batty person that can't like figure out how to get their teenager to listen to them or whatever like projects all of their rage onto like it's because your your shopping cart is in the wrong place i mean like you know so like this you know there are there's enough of that I oh yeah think. like this signals the breakdown of society and if only right. we had more morals or whatever right. crazy yeah, fucking this girl <laughs> wearing a hat on the inside chucked her champagne and god damn right yeah so you know yeah i'm not gonna i don't have to face my problems because i get to obsess about why this is wrong like you know but that's that's not that doesn't mean that the drinking of the champagne is the problem right like it's Yes, exactly. Therefore, yeah. the the Brahmin outrage is bullshit. Um, I'm no, I'm ca- I'm calling real outrage. I think the uh, wow. I think these these people who are who are saying that it's just from chugging the champagne are doing some shit to to make spectacles of themselves and to deserve the evil looks. And so I'm ca- I'm I'm calling that they don't even know what they're what well, they're doing. No, but here's they're, the thing, though, presence Sandy, is annoying. Is what you're I'm saying calling real outrage, legit outrage yeah. on behalf of the reach. Well, no, people. you're I, saying legit outrage, but you're not basing it off the thing that we're because the thing in question is the specifically the champagne. But if you want to bring it to the bigger picture and say that that person's presence to begin with is outraging people, that's a whole different topic. I I disagree. I, I don't think the premise that they claim that they're getting outrage from the champ champagne chugging is correct. They're they're not telling you the what that they're being actually annoying uh, little millennials and making spectacles yeah. themselves. Okay. And they deserve That's the like me that they shoving get. a drink in someone's face and then be leave this bar and me being like, "This is sexism," you know, like yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you. Oh man, yeah, no, I yeah, no, uh, attention whores whining about getting attention it generally is like yeah fuck that you know what yeah you're right because these people are like people who their whole existence is based off like their follower count and whatever you know promo code they can shove on their yeah you know i I didn't think of it that way but i still have to go anti-social not okay i'm still going bullshit on this one no one can have an experience anymore without having to everyone having to share with the whole world what they're doing at this moment and look at this thing that i'm doing and hey can you take a picture next person next to me because i I, this it must be recorded i I Uh, must put it in front of yeah you know this is weird because this this topic we're pitting like bloggers which are super annoying people against like mm-hmm. snooty rich people like there's no there's no it's weird we right. have to defend either one of those fucking groups because i'm not a fan of either but in this i have to go something i've never said before and i'll probably never say again i'm siding with the bloggers fuck the rich fake outrage uh i'm, I'm siding with the rich <laughs> as a brahmin <laughs> So no, I wanted to do this because I wanted to say before I was trying to make sure Caitlin, you didn't say anything because I, I I knew I'd go. So you're going to be the tiebreaker. Yeah, no, Caitlin no, no. Bailey. I'm. 
Yeah, I, I have to say that if I was sitting, if I had been upgraded to first class, uh, I'd be on the side of the people not chugging their champagne, probably. That would probably be, I'd be with them. I don't think that I would raise any complaints or like be a dick, but like, yes, it would be better for all of us in this small encapsulated space if you weren't a drunk asshole. <laughs> All right. But here's the thing. What if the, like, if you, because you don't, you get your initial just one, and that's like the free one for being in that class, but they don't just keep, oh, they, they just keep flowing it the whole time. I've never, I've, again, I've never flown any yeah, 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 yeah. except Corpio. Yeah. If you're being in, I think if you start drink. acting like buzzed and stuff, they'll cut you off, but you can keep asking if for drinks. You're a dude. <laughs> you're damn right patriarchy all the way all right so caitlin your official yeah. ruling is is what is what um are you siding with the with the 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 rich people's outrage or are you yeah, siding with yeah, yeah uh yeah i'm a class trader i'm on team <sighs> rich people even though i've been that drunk bitch in first class you know you you you, you, you get married caitlin and you just, i know you, you've right. changed you've changed as an adjacent property owner as property of a property owner, let me tell you what. I <laughs> well, people. I would understand people in the world's oldest profession are usually in the in the in the one percent because it pays so well. All right. Mm, I, I the one percent. No, uh, I will say that like sex workers were in. I, I would say like the top tier of the bottom for working class. Like working at a brothel paid way higher wages than working as a domestic. Uh, or like sewing at home or the other other labor options that were available to women, like textile mills and stuff, for sure. But like, yeah, that takes you, you're like, you become a craftsman, not a billionaire, right? You're still paying rent, investing in property. But then people become madams, right? And then they get into the business aspect. Yeah, and, and madams, madams settled the West, right? Madams are the largest property owners in many, many, many frontier towns. Uh, the Seattle school system was funded by a madam. Oh, wow. Uh, they talked about that in Godless. Yeah, like, Are you guys yeah. watching Godless on Netflix? Yeah, she was no, saying that, how like, the warehouse is bankrolled, all that shit. All right. Anyway, uh, two to one, I am outvoted. It is legit outrage yes. on that one. And now we're going to move on from uh, class warfare to, I guess, religious Well, warfare. speaking of hooking up in temples, uh, this is... Uh, oh, there we go. This uh, So, all right, cancel culture has reached full swing in India, and this time uh, controversy was caused when a Netflix show called A Suitable Boy showed a scene where a Hindu character kissed a Muslim character in a, a Hindu female character kissed a Muslim male character in a Hindu temple. And uh, I guess they had their own temple mount, and uh, this, this caused a lot of controversy, uh, generated 80,000 tweets with the hashtag boycott Netflix. See America, what you started. God, I, I was <laughs> India used to be separate. See, okay, hold on. I was Back happy with India, and now people. it started getting the it started getting Western money, which was good, and now right. they're getting the Western all this other shit. Okay, so you have oh. uh, back back up. Wait, now this is religious conservatives versus controversial sex stuff, right? Is oh that, yeah, and by the way, a lot of the India here? stories are, are are that on this show. We've done that, at least that, a half that, dozen. That, is, is, because it's very obvious what side I'm on. Like that's what's happening here, right? It seems like the, yeah. they're doing the, sex the in religious... a way that makes me angry. <laughs> yeah, other people are fucking like in places and in ways I don't like and wouldn't consent to myself. 
Yeah. Right. Well, so hold on. I, that, so so Sandy, you have a boy and a boy kissing, or a boy and a girl? Like, what's no, no, the... it's, a, it's a it's a it's it's still heteronormative. It's still it's still okay. a female but, character. Right. I so, don't care if they're doing anal. Right. That's a porn <laughs> I watch. It's, yeah. No, I'm willing to go all the way. Well, we know, Caitlin. Um, <laughs> and so. The um, you have so so it's a Hindu boy and a Muslim girl. Is that right? A Hindu girl and a Muslim boy, which seems to be and they're kissing big, inside the Hindu temple really, or the Muslim temple. That's salt on the wound. I think a Hindu, a Muslim a Hindu boy kissing a Muslim girl. It seems in to be, the Hindu temple. It seems to be throwing salt in the wound when it's a Hindu girl right. specifically kissing a Muslim. Yeah, well, that's why because there is a gender the damage. Because we talked about this um, on a, like two or three episodes ago with the other yes. India outrage. And this is this would be a reverse love jihad. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the same thing. It's the same. Uh, it's the same dynamic. Which, which well, no, no, because the, the other one it was Hindus who were mad that uh, Muslims were converting women to. Uh, being right. Muslim. It's, it was this, again, this the, the Muslim boy yeah. trying to convert the Hindu girl. And again, it's the Muslim boy who's kissing the Hindu girl in the temple. Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I temple... don't want to make this about me, but I will say that the <laughs> about first prostitution law is called a white slave law. We've also had a lot of racial anxiety built into our weird who's allowed to kiss who thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the threat of black men and, like, the, uh, the yeah. in, in, uh, yeah, you know, dishumanity or whatever, not dishumanity, Jesus. Um, the the idea that uh, black women are unviolatable, right? In the way that we think that whores are unviolatable, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that we have very similar racial dynamics and that the white women and that being like an extra violation. And so, yeah, this this makes sense I'm to so me. I'm so glad you admitted that white women are an extra violation. People doing weird sex stuff. Hmm? I'm so glad you admitted that white women are an extra violation, but that's a totally different topic. Um, no, no, no. That, that's like, the, that, I mean, it's, that's the, that's the, those are the things that people were saying in the 1890s and 1910s. And also like, no, I was making it, a play because in 20, never mind. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I thought yeah. you were accusing me no, of racism. No, I'm like, no, I'm acknowledging that racism exists. No, it was a joke that bombed like most of mine do. But the point is, um, so, so what you're saying, and I agree with you is that you're just, what we're doing is we're taking these different groups and different titles and you're saying it's the same dynamic we deal with here in the States. Yes. Just about yes. it, like, it's very, I think, I think to, it's a, I think that's a great analogy. I, I didn't think about it, but it, it, it's yeah. the exact same dynamic, which yep. is exactly it's the Hindus that are really pissed off about this. And so right, when you have the, so they'd be the white people, race, right? In this situation. When you'd right. be the dominant, they're the they're the white women. Yeah. When you have the dominant yeah. race, it's their yeah. women that are the Hindus being, are the Karens. Their women. Right. Uh-huh. It's the it's the dominant race women and they're being um uh polluted violated or what is it? You by, know, violated by the by the infected, by the evil man corrupted unvirgin to cause more outrage than if it's like a <laughs> you break it, you buy it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's like a Muslim woman kissing a Hindu guy. But that's not the outrage. Right. It's always the uh, so okay. So then I that so, but it it's like regular people getting outraged, but it's actually up to the political level. Like Gaurav Goyal, who's a spokesman for the BJP, which is the Hindu Nationalist Party, which is one of the two major parties. We're going to get a quote? Yeah, he tweeted. Uh, now, he didn't tweet in any accent, but I feel like, again, with it was, you have to read any Indian tweet in an Indian accent. So he said, if any OTT platform is deliberately insulting Hindu gods and goddesses, Please file complaint with the police or local court order section 295A of IPC. This law will take care of such offenders. 
And in case of any assistance, you can contact me at at Chaku Samir. That's it. All right. So that and Maya Pradesh Home Minister Natoram Mishra reacted to the controversy, uh, and he said the, he ordered I ordered police authorities to look into objectionable content of the OTT series. And there are many con- comments like that. It's I swear to God, it's like yeah, but like this, this is the kind of rhetoric, this is the kind of shit that like legalized or decriminalized lynching in the South, right? This is the kind of shit that led to segregation and Jim Crow. It's like mm-hmm. you give in to these sort of like animalistic fears, right? This like reptilian brain of like, ah, the other the, the rival group's gonna get my daughter woman thing, you know, and it's, 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 it's very thing. old and it's very bad and it's, it's shitty. Well, there it's and even like, more ridiculous because be here there's stuff. the racial component, but there everyone's just brown. It's just like, we have different uh, statues. No, Fuck that person. Like, it's, it's the narcissism differences. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah, this is Muslims versus Jews. Like, it doesn't matter that, it doesn't matter that it's made up, right? Like, it, yeah, it's all make-believe. And the thing with me, and, and Caitlin, you're definitely going to agree with me on this too, and Sandy for sure, because we're all people who lived in New York for good portions of our life. Um, you know, th- these people in other countries who are like very conservative, they have this whole thought of like, you can never hook up with anybody or never marry anybody of a different culture. And then it's like, here's the thing, I hate to burst everyone's bubble, but a lot of people of those cultures, they come to New York specifically to do that and get it out of their system and then go back home and be, you know, a good little mama's yeah. boy or girl and you know well, read whatever I, book they, they believe I, in i'm with you phil and and the phd historian that works with me will fucking you can prove that there are massive uh groups of people that come to new york to fuck right i think that's true oh that's true i work in a hotel of, i know for sure <laughs> i know all about that you don't gotta tell me. Always no, people do. True. People do come here, and and specifically to 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 hook up with people who have other types. Like that is that like it's it's like a very unofficial thing. I mean, you go to a dance club, or like a one of those places in like the Meatpacking District, or maybe Astoria Queens, and it is sure. like a UN meeting because people are there. It's not like an explicit rule, like you have to hook up with a different whatever. Um, but people that oh, that it's God. understood almost that that's oh, people are there to interact with people of other cultures, and right. if you play your yeah. cards right. Bring if home you don't, you're doing it on purpose and you should examine that in yourself. Right. 100%. That's like, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like New yeah, New York, New York twenties. Those were, those were good fucking years, man. That's literally good. good I married years. somebody that I met in high school and um, our parents lived 20 minutes away from each other. So, oh, so you got away with all that shit. In, you fucking. I know it's great. <laughs> he met me when I was a virgin and he was like, you are so annoying. And then it was like, you know, 12 years of whatever. But we, we, you know, we, yeah, we met, uh, we literally went to the same fucking high school. Um, so it does feel weird to be. That is so uh, adorable. I'm radical. so proud of you. That is. Uh, I married well, an Eagle Scout. My parents are thrilled. Oh, dude, they, I'm, yeah. an, I'm an Eagle Scout. Fucking right, man. Good for that guy. Eagle, I told my dad, Eagle Scout's like marrying um, everything that's great about soldiers, but like without the PTSD nonsense. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that endorsement. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. appreciate that. You don't that. panic because there's like a tire. You know how to hang a picture, but like competently, right? You you follow through on the day-to-day living stuff. You're not useless. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm a little We're useless because New York did soften me for a decade. But like, yeah. you know, I come home and I help my dad out a little bit. Like I was doing some drilling the other day. 
which is something that 95% of dudes that grew up in New York city don't know how to do. Um, you know, so I I have, I don't have, I'm not like a total manly man, but because I grew up around it, I absorbed enough of it through osmosis, um, that I, I, I can handle my shit for the most part, but that's a different conversation. We're not here to talk about, um, my bang ability, but thank you, Caitlin, for, for just throwing that right. You know, yes. Fuck you a man who knows how to hang a picture. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Got to find the stud, put the nail anyway. Um, so as far as the Saudi, but there are more details in the story. Well, I do like to, I always say that I think America is the least racist country. And I like to put <laughs> stuff like this because yeah. look at the people, people think it's bad here. You, and and there is racism here, but look at the, how the sh- how bad how deep it goes in other countries. You can't show a fictional show with two characters making out in a temple, and everyone gets their panties in a bunch. Now, is there a, a, a potential that, that it's just because it's in the temple and people are like, oh, it's in church, it's bad, it's sinning, or is it specifically amplified because of the interreligion? Like, oh no, no, it's huge. I mean, both things. The, the fact that it's a temple is seems to be everyone keeps talking so, about how it's an okay. to the Hindu gods and goddesses because it's in a temple. Yeah, and we did make the American comparison earlier, and I want to make the American, um, like, that would be, like, in, in the South, if, like, you know, Jerome or Tyrone brought his white girlfriend into the black church and made out with her in 1960s, like, you know, rural Georgia. Like, people would be fucking like if pissed there was a show, if that happened. I feel you know? like there's a show on HBO where... Is that the where, plot um, of Hairspray? I don't know. I think that's the plot of Hairspray. I was trying to think what would cause the most the same controversy here. And I think maybe if you had HBO and two dudes went in a, in a Southern church and started butt fucking and they showed everything, maybe it would cause the same controversy. I still, I still don't think so though, but I think maybe something like that. Well, you know, that's like that, that, that fake, um, the fake movie trailer from Tropic Thunder at the very beginning of the movie. You know what I'm talking about? No, no. Okay. never mind. Moving along. The, some well, people will know it. what I mean. <laughs> I'll send it to you after the show. Uh, but as far as the outrage goes in this one, um, I am always for progress and I'm always for interracial hookups because hell yeah. Um, so unless there's more details, I am stamping my there's, fake outrage on this right now. This is this is so weird and dumb and obscure. But uh, one of the one of the academics uh, that I was working with, um, Dr. Barbara Brents, published a a study on clients, and one of the the coolest takeaways was that uh, men that self-reported that they regularly saw sex workers also self-reported a statistically significant, like more feminist views than men that self-reported that they had never or would never uh, engage with a sex worker. And I just thought that was fascinating, Mm -hmm. but I think it speaks to what you're talking about, of just a willingness to engage with people outside of your immediate social, racial, cultural circle. Like, because that's, you know, sex work brings a lot of different kinds of people together. Well, I mean, yeah, everyone likes fucking, you know, I, I never thought about it that everyone way. Everyone comes then, together. And, and, hey, um, I'm trying to think because I'm somebody who, who hasn't, but I'm not like against the idea. You know what I mean? It, it's just one of the, like, I'm just one of those guys who well, like, I mean, you you're know, young and poor, right? Like, I mean. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. I've got investment property, the sister. I'm oh, not, all right. I'm not poor. Never mind. Um, Sorry. But I mean, I'm, I'm an Eagle Scout, so I'm bangable enough where I don't have to that pay. But right, I mean, maybe one day. Um I don't, uh, I think I'm not against the idea. Cause I mean, cause there, cause you think about it, there are times and I don't know what the rates are obviously, but there are times where it's like, man, I fucking need to, you know, like how much, like if I could just hand somebody this much money and have them do that right now, instead of whatever else I'm dealing with, it'd be right. a fair trade. And and that's definitely where the whole, you know, concept and profession comes from. Like, so yeah. Massage. Um, as, yeah, but as for, huh? 
like a massage. Like it makes sense that this yeah. industry exists and in the places that it does and in the ways that it does. And I think if it were legalized too, there'd be a lot less aggressive dudes. I feel like there'd be like, if, if we could move madams out to some of these like militia hideouts in the South and Midwest, it would be, we would end white supremacy in like less than five years. Oh, I think it should be government subsidized for people, for men ages 18 to 24. Cause I feel like, I would have just gotten a lot yeah, if more Yeah, you want to end war, that's the way to do it, for sure. I just would have been able to study more. Like, I would have gotten a lot more done in my 20s had I just not spent all this time chasing oh, fail all the time. Yeah, you know, 100%. Like, the thing, and, and the lengths that dudes are are, are willing to do, um, it, it's crazy. People will change their whole personalities and change their habits and dressing and all this stuff because, like, it'll, it, like, amplifies their odds of, six percent more to maybe get laid like so i i definitely understand that's a good point sandeep um as far as this story goes though are you legit or fake outrage on the the the, the brown on brown make out in the temple oh i mean definitely fake outrage okay sweet caitlin i think i know where you stand but you have to say it yeah no i mean i recognize that the outrage is real like there's no part of me that doubts that these people are like actively upset about what they're upset about but they're wrong and dumb and and should it's be fictional so fuck them ignore yeah. it yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. So now we get to the part where we're towards the end where we ask our guest, Caitlin Bailey, trophy wife, Caitlin Bailey, Southern Bell, kind of Caitlin Bailey. I guess. Yeah. Is there anything nope. you are currently outraged about that you want to let some steam off on here in the universe? I mean, so many things. Uh, <laughs> right. It's just, it, yeah, it just feels, yeah, it feels overwhelming. I mean, yeah, I feel I feel outraged that like my drunk uncle became president and then everyone pretended that there were no solutions to his bad ideas. Right? I feel like we were we were living like my worst Christmas for the last 4 years because like, oh, you know, we're guests in his house. Like, I mean, what do you what do you do? He's the he's the property owner, so, you know, wants to throw darts at children. That's just like, you know, we just <laughs> I mean, there's like just no wait, no, as an adult, I have no tools to like help with that and yeah. i feel yeah i just i feel like we were experiencing the basic dysfunctional dynamics of like a codependent fucking democratic party and an actively abusive uh conservative party and i feel like the the i don't know i feel like the 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 kid that's just like um i feel like so, i see what's so going you're on saying but, yeah that yeah. like the like the republican party is like the no good abusive boyfriend and yeah. then like the democrat party is like the nice guy but but he's fucking useless and he's clingy yeah like that you, that's useless I'm, I'm okay like, with that bad ideas like like i would describe the way i break down politics is that like mm-hmm. republicans have a fetish for like punishing people for their sexual choices and Democrats have an instinct to help huge groups of people that mm-hmm. they can't be bothered to understand. Like they're yeah. useless. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I think you're definitely right. Cause you and I actually are some of the people that right after the last election cycle, we're like kind of ruralish white people. And so we kind of understood why all that shit happened and everyone just totally shit in our faces for it. And you were right. one of the few people that were like, I can't believe everyone's still doubling down. What the fuck's going on here? So you're, right. you're yeah. like, so I'm glad you kind of brought that up. Because I mean, you and I had a couple of really good conversations about that. Off air, obviously. Probably, you, yeah. You never the, the creek in the cave, raise a glass, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, Sandy, how do you feel about this? Do you, do you agree with her, uh, her little that was, analogy? That was a fast, I, I haven't heard it put like that, and I thought that was brilliant. Thank you. That was brilliant. 
love it. The abusive man, the codependent, that relationship dynamic. The Democrats have an instant to help people that they can't be bothered to understand. Dude, right. she's a brilliant lady. She owns a lake dog, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't own a lake dog. What? You own a lake. Anyway, uh, that, <laughs> you would that's would have been definitely great, great to, to talk to with Pillow Talk. I, 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 again, I double down on that. Well, she's <laughs> retired now, so unfortunately, that's never going to happen, yeah. Sandeep. However, no, no, we just no, no, get, no, but I do political fundraising. Talk, that's all we so, need. Yeah. So it's, it, it, now talk. it's just pillow talk. It's just hours and hours and hours of pillow talk and no <laughs> payoff. That's amazing. Like, anyway, that is a great place to end. We're going to go do some <laughs> pillow, pillow talk ourselves right now. Thank you all for listening. Uh, the fake outrage report at gmail.com is where you get at us. I'm on uh, the grams at fucking Phil on the tweets too, but I never use it. Um, Sandeep Sin comics spelled deep, like deep water. That's where you find him. Um, and if you have a minute, definitely give us a uh, five-star review on that there. iTunes, you know, t- talk about how great we are at Pillow Talking or something. I don't care. And Caitlin Bailey, where do people get at you? Oh, man. Uh, we can definitely follow me on uh, all of the social medias at Caitlin Bailey. My name spelled all weird. Um, but really, you know, check out the oldestprofessionpodcast.com. we got a lot mm-hmm. of cool events coming up, uh, live stream conversations with, uh, you know, world-renowned experts on cool old pros from history. Uh, and, you know, I love listening to irreverent smart people uh, talk about... Um, horse. Horse. Uh, yeah. Talk about horse stuff. It's fucking... It's awesome. <laughs> uh, we have a... We do have a great episode on Melania Trump, which is definitely worth uh, worth a listen. Um, and we have a big event coming up. January 25th is the anniversary of the first sex worker-led protest in this country. Um, and we are funding an art build in five cities uh, across the country. Um, and so if you would like to if you would like to help get money into the hands of artists and activists, uh, please check out the oldest profession podcast.com and you can make a tax deductible donation today. All right. Hell yeah. Um, all of that. Wonderful. But before we go, as always, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Uh, bloggers, uh, start slamming champagne in Hindu temples. I think that should be the next part. <laughs> 